Yeah, so I've been playing Fortnite <laughs> recently on a Switch. Don't hate me. Um, <laughs> on the <but> Switch. <laughs> wow. That's all I got. That's all I got. I got Mac computers and a Switch. I guess I could play it on mobile, but no. Well, no, you, you did PUBG on, on, on mobile. I did right? PUBG on mobile. Yeah, I got top two. And I was pretty happy about that. And I never played it again because it felt like my phone was going to explode. It got so hot. Right. Yeah, I, I also, I've played Fortnite, I think, once, maybe twice, but I'm more of a player unknowns battlegrounds person yeah. myself. I wish I could play PUBG. I, I watch YouTube videos of people playing PUBG and it looks it looks way more I don't know, <laughs> advanced. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's more realistic mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, they, they actually have all these bullet physics and stuff that they gun gun physics that they put into it and it's Right. But it also makes it really challenging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you want to play with me on Fortnite, uh, my epic name is The Hyperfine, as you can maybe guess from this podcast. Nice. <laughs> yeah. wasn't taken, so I took it. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah. If you want to um, beat Derek or get your butt beat, then join him. He'll probably defeat me. I'm not <laughs> that good. Little 12-year-olds coming in and schooling me every game. <laughs> so... uh <laughs> should we should we assume that everyone in our audience knows what these two games are or should we explain there, there's a reason we're talking about this we'll, we'll get yeah. there but should we explain why, what the why games is, are why is Fortnite and PUBG being mentioned in a podcast ostensibly about physics <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i think i'll give a brief like rundown of what the game is and then the first part is what we'll start talking about so the premise of these games which has kind of become a popular I guess the like type of game recently is battle Royale. So if you're familiar with the old, not old, I guess maybe nineties, early two thousands, I don't know, Japanese movie called battle Royale and its premise, which is kind of like hunger games ish that there's a whole bunch of people dropped into this area and it's last man standing wins. So in the movie, it's all these school kids in Japan who are put on this Island and they're given a backpack of stuff and that's it. And they're just sent out into this jungle Island. And the point is to become the last one standing at the end and you win a spot, you know, in the movie, it was like a, a spot to continue school or something like that. Like there wasn't enough school for all the kids in this fictitious, futuristic, maybe current Japan. And so they had to fight to the death to see who would survive and go on to continue learning in school which is a really crazy premise but that's what it was and it's actually a pretty awesome movie but it's very violent and yeah these kids are given weapons and supplies some are given just a flashlight some are given guns and so you just had to make do but the kind of like i don't know interesting mechanic of it all is that they were told to only go to particular areas at particular times so if there were you know two people left they couldn't be on opposite sides of the island and just sit and wait out whatever they forced the players to go into particular areas and get closer and closer together. So they had to fight, which is kind of the, the basic mechanic of these battle Royale games. And if they didn't go into that area, they would die some way. Like in, I think in the movie they had collars or anklets or something that exploded. I think it was a collar. Yeah. I mean, definitely watch battle Royale if you haven't seen it and it's a good movie, but the, yeah, for, you know, uh, younger generation, I guess, uh, Hunger Games has the same, you know, like there's the fog in Hunger Games where it's like you can only, it kind of tries to group everyone together. That way it induces fighting between right. like all the different factions. Yeah. So Fortnite and PUBG are the current 
versions of that premise, I guess, in video game form. And I think there is a predecessor. I, I don't know. I saw a flowchart of like how all of these games came to be. And there's like H1N1, which was before PUBG and Fortnite. And maybe even that got some predecessor. You know, these aren't the original games that had this premise. The mechanic in Fortnite is there's a storm coming. And if you're in the storm, you start losing damage and you have to outrun this storm that shrinks like the eye of the storm is shrinking and you have to continually move to a smaller and smaller circle as the game goes on and there's fewer and fewer people to fight. But the key thing, and this is what the topic of the episode is, to start Fortnite and PUBG, you parachute in. So you're flying over an island or or a small area and you just drop in at a certain point and you're dropping in from a plane in PUBG and in Fortnite, it's like a flying bus i don't really i don't really get where that comes from but it's like a bus with balloons hovering over an island and so you jump out of this thing and you can free fall and then you release your parachute automatically when you're a certain height above the ground and so what we want to talk about is what's the fastest way to reach a place on the island from the plane or the bus yeah yeah so to be a little more clear the the plane travels in a straight line across yes uh, the island. So, y- you might want to pick some area that's not on that line. And so, you can't just go straight down. So, if you want to jump out sideways, you know, and, and get to that place, like, when when do you jump off of the plane to, to get there, essentially? It's kind of the right. in the fastest time. And, and in these games, it's like, that's the most important thing because there's other people that are racing you to that same spot. And if you get there first, you get a gun, you can shoot mm-hmm. them and... and defeat them and then you have a kill in the game or you're you know you're starting to do better right right because yeah you jump out of the plane with nothing except a pickaxe in Fortnite to like gather supplies like you can chop down trees and stuff like that but other than that you have no weapons no nothing so you really want to be the first one on the ground grabbing a weapon and starting to shoot people and there's particular areas of the map that are better for finding supplies than others So you don't want to just drop straight down, which you might think would be the fastest way to get to the ground, because then you have to run pretty far to find a place. So there is some strategy of like the planes going over this one part, but maybe where you want to land is is not directly under the plane. How do you get to that part of the map faster? Oh, the other thing I want to add is the the path that the plane takes is random every every time. It's it's a different crossing of the island every time. And it doesn't always go through the middle, but I'm actually thinking of it now. There is some sort of rules written into the program that like it has to start if it comes from the left side of the map, it has to exit on the right side of the map. Is that true? Like it it can never go from the left side of the map to the top part of the map. Like it never cuts a corner. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it roughly I I mean, I don't know the exact rules, but it, it tries to travel at least over a certain amount of the actual map. So it's not like it's just going to barely nick. Right. You know, the edge of of the island or something. It's like it'll actually cover, you know, some portion of the island. Something at least like that. Right. Right. So the reason I thought it was an interesting physics problem is is it's very similar. And maybe this is where we're going to get into is, is I was thinking of something like a principle of least time calculation. Like you have multiple zones that have different speeds and you cross from one speed zone to another. Uh, the first is the plane itself, how fast that's going. The other is the drop, how fast you can fall. And the the third is the parachute. When the parachute opens up, you fall at a different speed than when you're free falling. 
And actually, when we just started talking, I thought maybe there's a fourth one, which is walking. But I, I, when I initially conceptualized the problem, I was imagining just landing directly on where you want to be, yeah, not yeah. the walking part. So I, I think I want to get rid of the walking and ignore that, which I think would complicate it. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it should just be, you know, you're going to be a logical person and pick somewhere you can actually get to in your flight time. Right. And you want to land there. What, when, when do you jump out of the plane to get there the fastest? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you got to where I wanted to end pretty much, or at least the interesting thing is the Fermat's principle. Mm-hmm. There's a general equation that every calculus student, or not equation, but a general problem that every calculus student has solved at some point, or at least talked about. And uh, that's like, usually it's described as like the uh, lifeguard problem. Right. Which yep. is, you know, a lifeguard sees someone drowning in the ocean and they need to get to them. But that person, they have to travel diagonally to get to them. They're not right in front of them and they're not just on the shore. So, the question is, okay, the lifeguard has to run along the shore some distance knowing they can run faster on the sand and then they have to swim to the person to save them. But swimming is slower. So, you know, is it fastest to run until you're perpendicular to the person and then swim to them? Is it fastest just to run to the water and swim in a straight line to them? Or is it fastest to just travel in a straight line or something totally in between that? Mm-hmm. And this is kind of that problem, which right. which essentially reduces in physics to Fermat's principle. Right, right. Yeah, in calculus, you set up a function and then you try and minimize it. So, you set up a function for the time is equal to the combination of the time in the sand and the time in the water, which is based on the speed and distance. And then uh, you have a function and then you do some calculus, you know, take the derivative, set it equal to zero to find the minimum of that amount of time. And it's it's a pretty simple problem, but it's pretty fun. And like, it looks really fancy when you're doing it, but you, and you get a pretty nice answer of like, look, this is the minimum time and it totally makes sense. Yeah. Well, and uh, the general problem, I think, is actually non-trivial to solve. General meaning what? Like just you you have to run, you know, you're some distance back from the shore and you have to run at some angle or whatever you want to run to get to some point on the shoreline and then you have to swim. Like if you just use the distance you are from the shore and the distance that person is and the distance, the horizontal distance between you guys, it's actually a quartic equation <laughs> that you end huh. up with that you have to okay. solve, which is doable, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, hard <laughs> yeah a little side note story a long time ago i was at uh, physics ru and one of the instructors gave a talk on the principle of least time but the title of the talk was something like my dog can do calculus or something like that and he would throw a ball in it was in, Mich- in michigan and he would throw a ball in lake michigan like we're talking about and the dog would figure it out like he filmed the dog and like found that the dog intuitively could find the least time path like he'd always hit the mark on how far to run in the sand and then how far to swim like he always got you know kind of jokingly he always did the calculus to like (laughs) figure out the least amount of time and people do this you do this if Mm -hmm. you you don't even realize it but you know you might be walking on two different paths or something and and you'll figure you know okay if i walk up this slope or something it takes me this speed and then i can walk on this flat part and I can walk faster. And so, like, people will automatically, just like the dog, you know, do this. Right. Which has actually led, I think, some uh, city planners maybe or, like, economists, I think is one of the things I read, to uh, use optics as a way to describe human travel. Oh, huh. all right. So, actually, 
you just mentioned something optics like how how does that fit into the, what we're talking about because it, it it does like my brain goes to that place and i can kind of figure out the connection points but what is it in your head that made, makes you think of optics when you think of principal least time and lifeguards saving drowner drowning people yeah so i think like we haven't really said what the principle of least time is you know we've, we've just mentioned it or for ma's principle those are the same thing Mm-hmm. The simplest statement of the principle of least time is that when light is traveling from one point to another point, it takes the path that makes it take the least time. So, if you're in air and you're traveling from point A to point B, the path is obvious and straightforward to everyone. It's mm-hmm. the straight line between point A and point B. Right. But if, if say, uh, you have to bounce off a mirror, then the idea is, you know, light leaves exits A and it has to bounce off the mirror and then go to B. And it could bounce off of any point on that mirror and then end up at B. So, what what point on the mirror is it actually going to bounce off of? Right. To minimize the time. Yeah. It's always going to find that place. Yeah. And the, the I think the thing with the mirror one is that statement there or that problem can be said as it's going to take the least distance because the medium is air the entire time. Right. So, in, in that situation, at least distance and least time is the same. You're solving the same problem. When the speeds are the same in, in yeah. the whole process. But now, you make it weird. You say, okay, I'm going to travel from one medium, let's say air, into another medium, glass. And it turns out light travels slower in glass than it does in air. So, now, for Moss Theorem, you're not going to travel... If you're trying to get from point A in air to point B in glass, you're not going to travel in a straight line anymore. Uh, you're going to do some different path that when you work it all out, it ends up being uh, Snell's Law. Right. So, it's like the lifeguard. Like, it travels further distance in the medium that it's traveling faster in, which is air for light. And then it hits the glass, which is like the water for the lifeguard, and it's going slower. So, it, it'll travel a shorter distance in the slow medium because it wants to spend more time traveling faster. And yeah, the, the end result of that is what we call Snell's Law, which tells you the angle that the light will take when it hits the interface between the air and the glass. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think maybe maybe you can like kind of intuitively walk through this a little bit because I mean, the, the idea is, okay, you might say, well, light travels faster in air. So just have it go as far as possible in air and then as short as possible in glass. But that doesn't end up being the right. It's not the fastest amount of time. That's not the fastest time. Right. And then the shortest distance in this case is the line that connects point A and B, A being an air, B in glass. And that's a straight line all the way through. Yeah. And even though that's the shortest distance, it's not the shortest time, Mm -hmm. which is kind of, that's where Fermat's principle, where he phrases it in terms of least time becomes important versus like the mirror one that I described earlier. Right. Right. Um, and getting a little bit more abstract, and I promise we'll get to Fortnite soon <laughs> after this. This is a specific variation on a broader principle of least action, which is a combination of things. Time is part of it. Time can be part of the action. So there's a general physical principle that I think encompasses like everything, not just light, which is the principle of least action, which everything follows, like balls flying through the air, all the mechanics. Yeah, it's always minimizing a physical concept called action. So we don't need to get into it, but it is a, a bigger topic. But for light, yeah, it's just principle least time. Yeah, which is uh, pretty, I mean, it, it's kind of a really interesting way to phrase it, I feel like. It's, 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 
You know, like, uh, so I kind of read a little bit through the Feynman lectures when I was reading about uh, principal least time. And Feynman kind of says, like, he walks through this example of, you know, what happens when, like, light, I, I forget if it was reflects off a mirror or, like, goes through a lens or something. But, you know, and he says, like, okay, you get this data and now we can establish this law that gives you this relationship between what happens here, what happens there. But, like... You just have now you just have like a description and some math to describe or you have the world, you have some data and you have some math to describe that data. But that doesn't like help you until you get something like Fermat's principle. That is the interesting physics is kind of what he's saying. It's like that's the heart of science is being able to come up with this this general like statement about right the underlying principle that kind of governs all of this. Yeah. And like like a, a useful thing as well. Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah, because like you can you can make this statement for light, but then you, you can also like we just said, use the same math and thoughts for like the lifeguard problem or for Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's, let's tie it back into Fortnite. So the way it's related is, as we said before, there's different quote unquote mediums, which is where you travel at different speeds and there's certain rules and it's not exactly an optics problem. Because there's other restrictions that are involved, but you're kind of doing the same mental calculus as the dog getting the ball or the lifeguard going to the drowning person. You're trying to minimize your time. You have multiple distances and points to change from one interface to the other. And you're trying to figure out how do I get from this high altitude plane to the ground? And it's it's more complicated than kind of even what we've been describing because we have three dimensions to worry about. You have the, the surface, you know, of the the ground. And then the height of the plane that you're in. Yeah. I've tried just coming up with a general like, yep, this is the way to do it. I haven't figured it out yet. So I'm interested to hear what you think in terms of just the quickest, always best way to do it. Yeah, I don't have, I don't know if I have like the complete rule. Typically what I do is not the optimum, but it's simple and easy. Um, and it works for timing because usually when I play, I'm playing with on a team with friends. Mm-hmm. And so we usually pick our points, you set a waypoint and you can see it on the top of your screen on a compass. Mm-hmm. So essentially, you you know when you're pointed, when you're looking at the waypoint. Right. Then what we do is we look down the wing of the plane. So we're looking at 90 degrees to our, our direction of travel. And we just jump when we're at when the angle that we're looking at now aligns with our waypoint. So essentially we jump when it's oh. at 90 degrees. Huh. But that that's, you know, like we just said, that's not the optimum. That's it's not just, optimum. Right, right. It's, and I've been trying to figure out the optimum, but that is what I used to do when I first started playing. I was like, oh, it must be when it's directly to the left or the right of the path. But it, it's not true because you're missing that time that you're stuck in the plane traveling not towards your destination and also not traveling down. You're You're traveling horizontally. So... Yeah, so I I mean I think I think we can say like a couple of things right off the bat just from you know like looking at like the lifeguard problem is is you don't want to do what I just said. You don't want to actually jump out when you're at 90 degrees. You want to jump before that. Mhm. Because you want to start falling. You basically want to like it's not the biggest distance, but it is a a pretty large distance to fall. And you want to be falling as soon as you possibly can to hit your mark. If you jump too early, you're going to suffer from just kind of floating in the air and trying to cover a long distance, which is also an added complication to this. Do you you know what I mean? Like the speed you're falling at is not only one speed. It it depends on how you you tilt your player. Like you can have them be tilted straight down and you're going to fall way faster 
than if you don't press anything and you're kind of just floating like with your arms and legs spread out. So there's variations on the speeds that you could fall with, which complicates this quite a bit. Yeah, there, there's actually a um, like you, you want it to be the highest velocity you can falling. So before you have your parachute, mm-hmm. you definitely want that to be like the highest velocity you can. But then also, if you do the let's just make the assumption you're going to wait for the automatic pull, which I think happens at a certain height above the ground for all players. Right. Because even though the terrain varies, you know, there's mountains and there's valleys and stuff. Mm -hmm. Whenever you're like, I don't know, 100 feet above the ground or whatever the number is, your thing will pull, whether it's on a mountain or in a valley. Right. But you want, when you pull, you want your, you're going to be then, let's say, just moving forward. You Again, you want to have your velocity be as fast as possible Mm -hmm. to get to the spot that you're getting to, which might not be the fastest velocity you could travel. Right. But you want you're you you to be ending at that point you don't want to have to like you end up above it and then sink down slowly to your your spot exactly spiral in is usually what people do right yeah so i i think it'd be helpful if we just right now just say optimum like what's the best case scenario from like i the game has started the match has started the plane is moving and i want to hit a place what's the least amount of time i don't i don't know the number of seconds but like let's just imagine what the least amount of time is to reach a place. Let's say it's the place we want to go. I think I can work and explain the steps and like how to do it. And then I think from there, maybe we could work towards like a kind of general idea and concept of of guidelines for jumping, like when to jump and when, like how to move your character. Okay. So what I'm thinking is, let's say the plane enters from the bottom of the map, like just dead center, bottom of the map, just to get a visual. And it's moving, the plane is moving upwards on the map. So the plane is moving north. Okay. The second you're allowed to jump, like there's a, you see the plane moving for a little while. And then all of a sudden, a couple of seconds later, you can jump. So whatever the soonest amount of time or like the soonest that you can jump, you do actually jump. And then you're going to press up on your control stick, which will, or for me, I'm on a control stick. If you're on a computer, it's different, which will point your character straight down and it'll just bomb your dive. Like you're just going as fast as possible. Is that moving straight down? I don't actually know. Oh, or is, it, uh, is there some sideways movement, even though you're you're pushing, you're, you're pointed as down as you possibly can? There might be some sideways movement, but I mean, I think it's negligible within like a parachute adjustment. Okay, right, right, right. So let's just say you, you're at the bottom of the map, the south point of the map, you're allowed to drop, you drop and you fall as fast as possible towards the ground. You're going to hit the bottom of the map. The point where you release your parachute is going to be at the bottom of the map. Mm-hmm. Then your parachute deploys, like you said, you're 100 feet above the ground. Now, the fastest way is you can't just go... Well, you can go straight down if you just don't touch anything on your controller. Again, I'm playing on the Switch. You don't touch anything. You're just going to float down very, very slowly to the ground. Right. But, and this is another question that I don't know, if you press forward or up on your controller... You start moving sideways and it feels like you're moving faster. I mean, I know you're moving sideways faster, but are you actually falling faster? Is that also true? Well, so in, in PUBG, which I can speak to better, PUBG actually has a uh, speed, like a speedometer. Just absolute speedometer, no matter what you're doing. Uh, or, well, for the, the diving part of it, the, uh, oh, the, oh, the parachuting part. So it tells you how fast you're going. How fast you're dropping. Dropping and parachuting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So for it, you do move faster when you press forward. Your parachute leans forward, but now you're also moving forward. So like if the if the point you want to hit is right beneath you and you, mm-hmm. you do that, you'll start moving faster, but you're also moving away from it at this point. Right. So you need to do a, a turn as well. You kind of have to spiral. Spiral down. Yeah. Okay. That was my assumption. I, I thought that you fall you fell faster if you're spiraling, but I wasn't positive if that was true. So it is true. Okay. I and I think it's true in Fortnite too. I'm not positive, but it feels like it is. So you wanna be you you don't ever wanna just be drifting down. You want to always be like moving somewhere. So right. I think the fastest way to get to any place on the ground is to drop immediately the second you can, push forward and just dive your character down as fast as possible. Parachute releases, press forward, you're going to be able to hit a point in front of you. And I, I think we can think of like a, a circle around where the parachute was deployed, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the place on the map that you can actually hit with your character by by moving towards that direction. So so you're saying the fastest way to get to the ground is to just jump as soon as you can, go straight down and then spiral that straight down till you hit the center. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think you have like a circle of a certain radius directly under your your point where you left the plane. Yeah, so I mean I think yeah, cuz there's an interesting thing I guess there is like if we're talking the fastest way to hit the ground once you you deploy your parachute, if you press forward and just hold forward, that I think will take the same amount of time to hit the ground as it will if you spiral straight down. Okay. Right? Because I think your downward think velocity is the same, mm-hmm. roughly. I mean, there, there might be might be within a little bit because I don't know if the velocity is constant, but now you're putting it in a circle, so... Some of it's going to a horizontal motion instead of a downwards right. motion. I'm not sure exactly I'm how the sure physics either. work, but but yeah. So I think from the from the point your parachute gets deployed, there is a radi like you're saying, like a circle around that point. That's roughly it'll take you about the same amount of time to get to any location in that circle, right? Provided right. you're just holding the forward button down or mm-hmm. the controller forward or whatever. Yeah. So what I try to do. Is that so mentally my my strategy, and I don't know if it's correct or not, is I try and picture that circle with the place I want to be at the edge of that circle. That's how I kind of think of it. And I don't know if that's correct, but that is what I try to do. So I, I start with the place I want to be, and then I imagine that place is at the edge of a circle. Okay. And then I try to imagine the place at the center of that circle. That's where I want my parachute to release. Yeah. So I think I think that sounds right. I think uh, you kind of jumped a step slightly, oh, though. Okay. Or like you didn't. They maybe you didn't jump it, but it's kind of hidden. Mm-hmm. So the reason you want it at the edge of the circle, because we just said if you're anywhere in this circle, it takes you the same amount of time to get to the ground. Right. So technically, it could be you know it doesn't have it to be at the edge. It could in be in the middle of yeah yeah. And I I could I could have imagined my place in the middle of the circle. And that's also where I want my parachute to to deploy. And I would spiral into that point in the middle of that circle. Right. But then, so the part that the reason you want it at the edge here is because you want to jump as early as possible off of the plane. Yes. And so if it's yeah, on the ex- edge, then it gives right. you. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to have that be the far side of the circle from my launch point because I want to just, yeah, get the, that distance covered I want to be out of the plane as soon as possible. So I'm assuming the, the place I'm trying to land is farther away than 
the closest possible point. Right. I don't know that I explained that well, but <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm following you so far. Mm-hmm. So then, the the next step is is figuring out when to jump. Right. Right. Yeah, we're of the opinion right now that okay, it takes the same amount of time to get into a circle once you pull your parachute. So then, if you place the place you want to go at the edge of that circle, when do you jump to get there mm-hmm. the fastest? Right. So I got the location is at the at what I'm calling the far side of the circle. The parachute deploys at the center of that circle. Now I need to work backwards. How do I get to the center of that circle from the plane in the least amount of time? I don't actually know. <laughs> Cuz now you're in the like variable falling rate because you can you can press your joystick totally forward, but you're not going to hit the center of the circle. Is it a I think it's a straight line. Oh, but where on the path of the plane do you jump from? Yeah, because I think you can think about it like like this maybe is from the center of your circle to the path of the plane, there's a maximum distance that you mm-hmm. can jump from to get to the center of the circle. But that is going to involve you falling at the slowest speed. Right, because moving sideways while falling slows down your drop speed. So we're, we got... We got kind of three dimensions to work with and and moving quickly through the up down direction, like the, the horizontal, I don't know what you want to call it, the not horizontal, the altitude direction, uh-huh. falling quickly through that direction means that you can't move sideways as quickly. Right. So if you want to move sideways while you're before your parachute has been deployed, you're going to you're going to sacrifice some altitude speeds. Right, yeah. So, <laughs> man, there's a whole lot to think about going on here. So, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> what I, what I'm what I'm visualizing then is there's a uh, horizontal velocity component and there's a downward velocity component in you mm-hmm. towards the ground. Yeah, yeah. And you could probably by down. Yeah. yeah, yes, downward towards the ground. Yeah, you could sum those or altitude velocity component. Maybe I'll say you could probably sum those. Get your your net velocity towards the the point Mm -hmm. and we want to maximize that right correct okay wait so first of all let's just let's just say one thing it's not like they always add up to a total velocity of blank because if you don't touch your controller after you jump out of the plane you have zero horizontal velocity you have only downward velocity but it's slow right yeah yeah if you press forward a little bit you'll start moving forward in the horizontal velocity increasing but your altitude velocity is also increasing and then as you press forward all the way you're going to dive with your head first with a very large downward velocity but almost zero horizontal velocity if not actually zero i don't know so yeah i don't know how fortnite works it out but i think in PUBG, i'm trying to recall so if you don't press the controller or touch the keyboard i guess it's like uh, skydiving with like all your limbs splayed out. Yeah, exactly. The same in Fortnite. Yep. Yeah. But you can press forward and you get into this more honed position where you're going to fall faster. Mm-hmm. But then what's dictating your downward, your, your, what are we calling it? The altitude, altitude. velocity versus mm-hmm. horizontal velocity is the angle at which you're looking. Right. Yes, that's that's the correct way to think of it. Like if you touch it at all, you get into like arms and legs tucked and you're like diving a particular direction, either down or forward. Right. Or both. 
and I, I think what we want to do is get the both maximized. Like it's almost like a 45 degree angle is what we're going for. Right. And I'm looking at, I'm so I'm kind of drawing this out as we're doing it. Mm-hmm. I, I think we also maybe made a mistake already slightly. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So if we put the, oh, maybe, maybe that's why that's an interesting problem. So I was thinking about uh, our circle mm-hmm. that, that, you know, the landing circle, landing circle. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my thought was like, the point where you switch between free fall diving to parachuting mm-hmm. would be like a uh, boundary and like an optics problem. Exactly. Yep. So that's going to... Oh, okay. All right. I guess that we, we're still not... Because I was thinking of it, does it need to be on the edge of the circle? Okay. We still want it to be on the edge of the circle, we think, but we want it to be... It's not necessarily connected in a straight line from the spot from where we jumped from. Does that make sense? So, like, let's say we jump out oh, of the plane. I see. I, I Yeah, right, right. Because, yes, I got what you're saying. Because you, you could, let's say you jumped out of the plane uh, directly, moving directly west. Coming uh, out of the plane, you're going west. Your parachute deploys. Maybe the spot is a little north. If, if you fall in a straight line directly west, parachute deploys. Maybe you want to turn right and go north with your parachute deployed and hit your your target. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, like that's a possibility. Okay. Exactly. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, okay. No, we haven't, we haven't made any mistakes yet. It's just, okay. maybe it was getting ahead. In my head, um, I wasn't thinking that, but yeah. So I, <laughs> what I was thinking actually was to divide the map based on where the plane's path is to divide the map into different regions, like the absolute furthest possible place you could reach from the plane and then start bringing in a little bit. I think a lot of things start changing. And I, I was trying to imagine, like, are there specific regions? Like, there's a, a region directly under the plane where you jump and you just go as straight down as possible. Oh, but you don't want to go straight down as possible because you want to jump a little early and get some diagonal forward motion. Yeah, this is tricky. <laughs> yeah, so here's kind of the way I, I was thinking, but maybe I, I'm thinking that we're working backwards where we start, we, we pick a spot where we want to go. That's... Mm-hmm we'll assume reachable purely by flight. Right. Then we know that there from that point there is a a circle that when we pull the parachute we can travel anywhere in that circle in roughly the same time. Right. So then yeah, we're going to say okay, let's put that let's put our destination at the edge of the circle. Mhm. Then so the next thing to think about is Okay, where is the center of that circle? Because we there's actually like a whole bunch of circles that that are places on the edge of. Right, right. And also, then if we if we jump from the plane, once we like have picked the center of the circle, where do we jump from the plane to hit the center of the circle in the fastest time? Yeah, I think I was right in saying that it has to be the opposite side of the circle from, like, if you drew a line on the map from the place where you leave the plane to the place you want to be, uh-huh. I think that's a straight line that you're, you're going to take. And you're going to work backwards from the location you want to be to the place where your parachute deploys, right? Well, so here's the thing I'm kind of... This is, this is kind of the thing I was thinking about earlier that I was, I was stuck with. Is I think if we say that there's a once your parachute is deployed, there's a circle around you that it'll take... You know, provided you can fly well, the same amount of time to get to any anywhere in that circle. Mm-hmm. 
then all points in that circle are equivalent into for our problem, right? Okay. Okay. So the only thing that matters is the 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 where the center of the circle is. I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're right. You're right. Cuz if the thing is like kind of under the plane, you're going to try and dive as fast as possible. Or well or at some diagonal kind of like you were saying, you know, cuz you want to you might want to leave the plane a little earlier. That that actually depends on what the plane speed is now. Yeah, but I'm still failing to see a a situation where you would want to where you would want to have the circle the circle center not on the line connecting the location and the place you leave the plane it might work out that way but i don't think it necessarily has to be that way the reason i think it does have to be that way is because when you jump out of the plane you want to dive downward as fast as possible like you want to cover the cover the vertical distance quick as quickly as you can well, but right. you you also want to do horizontal distance. Yeah, but any but to let's go back to my like you leave the plane and travel west, and say your parachute opens north. I think I think I see what you're saying. You're saying or your parachute opens and then you go north. Yeah, go ahead. If it's on the line that's from you know the direction you left the plane, assuming you're traveling a straight line, it allows you. It gives you the fastest down time. Yes. That's exactly because right. because the horizontal is the shortest, right? Okay, yeah, I'm I'm down with that. I like it. Okay, I haven't 100 percent percent convinced myself, but I'm I'm like 95 percent of the way there. But <laughs> yeah, yeah I, think I, that, I, I think that's right. <laughs> I'm seeing it as essentially we want our our down velocity to be as fast as possible, mm -hmm. and so the the closer our uh, center point is to the plane, the faster our down velocity can be. Yep, exactly. Because there's less, like we said, there's like a, uh, I don't know, like a combination of the horizontal speed and the altitude speed. And you're kind of limited. It's like a, an exchange between those two things. So the least amount of horizontal speed gives you the most amount of downward speed. I think. I'm pretty sure that's true. Okay. So, yeah, so we're we're trying to fall downward as quickly as possible. But we still have to move towards the location, so we move sideways the least amount we can. So, so, so yeah. Is this then now saying Okay, so it seems like we're saying we want to be traveling downwards as fast as possible. Therefore, we want to have the shortest distance between our center of the circle and the plane. The path of the plane. Yeah, which would mean right angle jump. I see what you're saying, but I don't. I still. I don't think that's true. I guess I see what you're saying, but how do we account for the fact that it's actually faster to jump out sooner than a right angle jump? Well, so okay, I'm, I'm trying to think. Is it? <laughs> I think when we when we don't include running, when we say we're just landing at that mm -hmm. spot, at the spot, mm -hmm. it's a it's a little tricky because we're we're assuming or, or, or okay i think there's there's two two problems we could potentially make here so okay sometimes there's spots that you want to get to that are so far away you have no choice but to essentially just go as vertical as possible i mean as as horizontal as possible until it pulls the parachute and then you just want to keep flying you know until, until you get there 
That's right. I, I feel like that problem, the way the, the outcome of that problem is separate from you being able to fly directly to that sphere of influence or the, the sphere of, of landing from your... So, okay, that, that sphere there, that circle that we're talking about, mm-hmm. that, that assumes you're just going down, you're pu- forwarding down as fast as possible. You're getting the greatest velocity. Right. Then... I, I think I see our, our issue uh-huh. is how does the slowest possible horizontal motion, besides just not a horizontal motion, like just not touching your controller... How does that compare to the plane's speed? Like, can you cover more? Can you outrun the plane if you just move forward as far as possible? And I do think, you understand? Do you understand my question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think to, to add to that, though, it's uh, it's important to note that when you jump, you don't keep your momentum from the plane. Yes. I don't think it's it's as though yes, that's right. It's not it's not true physics in that sense. Like the the plane's momentum doesn't. Like, you don't carry it. Like, the second you press whatever to jump out of the plane, you're starting with essentially zero speed. I think you have a little bit of downward speed, but I think you actually start with zero speed. Yeah, I I think so, too. Like, if you didn't touch anything, the plane would just keep moving forward and you would not move at all horizontally. Yeah, I I do not think you can outpace the plane. At least in PUBG, I don't think you can. I I don't think you can in Fortnite either. Yeah, I think the fastest horizontal hovering of the map is the plane. Hmm. I thought this was going to be tricky and it's actually pretty trickier than I even thought. <laughs> I thought it was going to be tricky and it ends up more tricky. <laughs> so here's here's what I'm I'm thinking is you can fly Okay, so that that, that circle that we're talking about from the parachuting, if you can actually jump from your plane and fly to the center of that circle and then your point is within that circle or preferably on the edge of that circle mm-hmm. that's that's a different problem that that's essentially if in that situation then you just want to jump at 90 degree 90 degrees to the plane because once you pull your parachute you're essentially at your destination you just have to go down as fast as possible right. and you can you can reach it but now if if you want to travel outside of that sphere say say because the point you want to reach isn't within that area. So you've, you've traveled as far as possible, pulled your parachute, and you still can't reach it by holding maximum velocity downwards. Mm-hmm. Then you have a Fermat's least principle of least time problem. Right. I, I agree with that. So, yeah, I, I think essentially the, the, the rule of thumb is if you can get to the location from fly, flying before you pull the parachute... You want to go the least, the shortest distance possible. That way, you can get the most downward velocity possible. Right. You don't sound convinced. Uh, well, <laughs> let's say that the place we wanted to land was directly under the path of the plane. Okay. Does that mean you jump when you're directly over that point? Yes, because in that case, I think we're also making the assumption that the plane travels faster than you do. Um, which I horizontally think is, yes which i think yeah. is true so yeah you want to jump okay well no okay that might be that also might that that is a bit of a fermaz it is right because you yeah because you want to get that downward distance covered but but yeah so you have some horizontal velocity you can travel fast 
but then you need to do a downward one, which is a little slower. So my my assumption and my like rough rule is I I don't know I I think the quickest way to go from the plane to the ground like to the parachute opening is a 45 degree drop. I don't know I don't know that that's true but that's my like rough rule of thumb. What do you think about that? 45 degree like decline like you're tilting your character forward not all the way straight down which would be like 90 degrees and not totally horizontal which is 0 degrees but like 45 degrees. I've, there's no no rule of Fortnite or physics to make that true but that's there is some angle in there and I, I let's just say it's 45. Yeah, I, I mean, I think there is an angle, yes. And mm-hmm. I think you could figure out what that angle is given... If you the, Doing some experiments. Yeah, or like you need to know the speed of the plane. I don't know. You might be able to just look that up. I'm sure someone has figured it out. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you need to know the... So like, yeah, because if you're going straight down, you can pretty much turn this into a lifeguard problem because you're traveling purely in a plane right so it'd be like yes okay, that's right slice it and then rotate it you know slice it vertically rotate it and you're you're essentially doing the same thing where you're except this time you're you're running along the shoreline you're already at the shoreline you don't have to run to it so now it's like okay you're just running along it for how long do you want to run along it before you you choose to dive into the right into the water yeah, that's a ni- nice way to think of it. And that is a that, that's a solvable problem mm-hmm. to get give you that distance or that angle that you need to try and tackle it from, but I'm not sure what it is without measuring something. But either way, it's not it's not when you're directly over it. That's for sure. Like we we've settled that. No, yeah, it can yeah, it's definitely not that because you tr- you travel faster in the plane. So you want to get you know, you want to optimize that distance. But then also now you have to travel downwards, so you want to optimize that distance. Just like with the lifeguard problems, it's not fastest to run along the shore till you're perpendicular to your victim, not your victim, your <laughs> yeah, the drowning person, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the drowning person, <laughs> yeah, and then swim straight out towards them. Right, they're somewhere in the middle. You want to run for a bit and then j- jump, or you know, swim. So you want to be in the plane for a bit and then jump. Right, and it, it it's probably. Related to the ratio of, of the velocities in some... some. Mm-hmm. But it's more complicated because the velocity in the quote-unquote water depends on the angle that you're moving through the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so this is really complicated then. Yeah, yeah, because it's not like a constant velocity within in the, in the medium. And this actually might... There's another, another thing this might relate to, which is... Uh, you should know something about this, I hope. Uh-oh. Uh, F1 uh, racing Uh-oh. or just, just racing in general. Uh-huh. There's formulas that people use to maximize the velocity through a track, I believe. I, I, I looked it up a long time ago when I was like looking at like racing simulators. Like an actual formula formula? Like a, a math equation? Or like a general principle? Like, I mean, I know the general principle, like hit the apex, you know. Well, so yeah, it was like... Don't break like, into the turn... Break- before the turn, don't break while turning, like that kind of stuff. Accelerate through the turns. Yeah, there, there was. There's a like. Okay, what is the optimum path around a track? And it's it's the answer. I think is it's another balancing game where you want the distance to be short, right? But 
the shortest distance possible. Like, so if you're going around like a hairpin turn, right, is mm-hmm. the innermost part of the of the turn. Mm-hmm. So it's really short distance, but you have to slow down a whole lot to go around that corner now. So you lose a lot of speed. Right. So in the same way, okay, well, like the the fastest uh, way is maybe like going around the outside or something. You can go the fastest. But mm-hmm. now you're traveling extra distance. You don't need to travel. So somewhere in between those two is you know another least time got it problem. Right, right. And so I think I think people have done that to figure out what is the the least time path around a racetrack. Yeah, I think going back to the the lifeguard and having the speed be dependent on the angle, call it the angle of attack. I don't know what the word is, but it makes sense in my head to call it that the angle that you're you're approaching the the drowning victim like your speed depends on that angle i think at least makes it a problem that's possibly solvable yeah it's definitely i don't harder. know what the solution is but it's it's there there is something but i i think i think our general principle of saying we want the downward velocity to be maximized can help us because you know the I mean, I guess it's really not the down. We we might not want the downward velocity to be maximized. Right, because we, we, we need to cover some horizontal distance. Yeah, yeah. So we need the the sum of the two. So you would right, okay, which is dependent on your angle. So yeah, it, it's a <laughs> it's harder than than optics. It's definitely harder. Yeah, maybe shifting gears a little bit. I've noticed that when I jump out of the plane, I sometimes move in like a kind of arc path because I I can't you know hone in my exact target very well. And it I, I it reminds me of the Bacristochrome problem. Do you know what that is? Yeah. So the you know, you you want to get from point A to point B purely under gravitation. Right. What is the fastest way you can do that? Right. Yeah. So what's different about that from from what we're talking about here? Like why isn't the answer follow a Bacristochrome curve? Man, is it I I I think it may be because of air resistance in this particular instance, where because that actually matters, right? Um, right, because it's it's limiting our maximum velocity, right? Yeah, and yeah, the Bergeron setup, the premise is that it's constant acceleration, so you're continually accelerating, like in the gravitational field, right? Yeah. So that solution leads to this curve. Bacristochrome, which ends up being cycloids, and you can look up all of the fancy videos that are actually pretty good at showing this. Um, but for us, it's not a Bacristochrome problem because there's not constant acceleration. Like you jump out the plane and you are moving at a constant speed given your fixed angle. Maybe the solution is to change your angle. Ooh, what do you think of that? Like you, you falsely create a Bacristochrome problem. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. But. No, no, no. I think I think <laughs> that might be because we've only been discussing traveling in in straight line paths. Mm-hmm. There, there probably is a solution that you want to maximize your velocity throughout this path, which might not be straight line. You know, you might want to start off really steep and then level out or something. Um, mm-hmm. And in which case, it might be more like a Brachistochrone or, or some other arc. Which is like a whole nother level. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> to this problem. But it's, yeah, it's interesting that the way the Bacristochrome was first solved, as far as I know, I, th- I think it was one of the Bernoulli guys who did everything. 
but they, or one of them, visualized the Bacristicone problem, like imagine a point on your wall, like high up towards the ceiling, and another point towards the floor, not directly under it, but off to the side. And what they did was divide in slices on your wall different speeds. And the one above it was the slowest. The one at the top was the slowest. The slice at the bottom was the fastest because you're accelerating downward the whole time. And take a whole bunch of slices and increase the speed with each slice as you move down the wall. And then take the limit of infinite slices, which is the continuously accelerating. So the, the Bacristicone problem is essentially a whole bunch of Snell's Law problems, interfaces, changing speeds, but then taking the limit as those go to infinity, essentially having infinite interfaces of increasing speeds, and then you build up to the continuously accelerating, or constant acceleration, but accelerating the whole time, Bacristochrome. So I'm wondering if the fastest way, when given the option of programmable speeds of those slices, is the fastest way, the Bacristochrome. Like start with the slow speed at the top, but increase the speed as you move through the different layers. No, that would be the opposite, though. Yeah, you'd want to start to, for it to be more like Bacristo Crone. You want to start steep and then level out as you but, go. But that's not the same thing because starting steep means you're moving the fastest at the top. But in the Bacristo Crone problem, you're moving the fastest at the bottom. Is that true? Yeah. See, so I, I think I think you're kind of saying like why this is not necessarily the 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 right answer. The other issue I think with a Bacristo Crone, mm-hmm. the reason it can't be that is a Bacristo Crone. You have to actually travel up at some point. Oh, you're right. Like you travel beneath your destination and then back That's up right. to it. I forgot. And we are limited by the ground. From, Do you have to that. though? I know. I know that you can. I know that's like part of oh, it. But yeah. can't you just pick any parts of the cycloid and have that be your bacristochrome? I am not sure. I'd have to like resolve it and look at a bunch of bacristochromes. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, to know if that's always the case <laughs> or not. I think to tie a bow on this, I think what we're saying is this is really complicated, but yeah, I, I actually can't tie a bow on it. I don't know what the general takeaway is. You want to jump, not when you're directly above it. You want to aim at somewhere that's maximizing the downward and horizontal speed as needed. Travel down as quick as possible and horizontal as fast as needed. Shoot for opening your parachute a distance away from your location and try and just coast as fast as possible horizontally with your parachute to hit that location. But I don't know the fastest, I don't know how to pick where to jump out of the plane. We haven't really tackled that, except that it's not a right angle. So I, I had this question and I was like, oh, I bet people on YouTube have fi- figured this out. And I searched and it's not figured out. Like people don't, there's videos that say this is the fastest way. And one of them said jump as early as possible. I'm like, well, that's definitely not true. I mean, yeah, it is yeah. to, in some respect. No, it's not though. You don't want to jump as early as possible because you want to min- you want to maximize the downward speed. If you jump as early as possible, you're having to move horizontally a lot. So it is a balance. Yeah, I mean, I think the the real like taking the crotch here that's making it like extra challenging is this variable right. velocity. Right. So, like, I mean, with the with the optics problem, is it's you just have one constant velocity and another constant velocity. Mm-hmm. And so the fastest way to travel between two points in any one of those mediums is the line connect, the straight line connecting those right. two points. So that's simple. It's straightforward for 
us though that's not that we have a a variable velocity yeah situation so there's a that's why i'm saying it's kind of like i feel like it's kind of like the race car thing but i haven't i've been i kind of googled that a little bit i couldn't find Mm -hmm. a uh good explanation but maybe that's maybe i mean maybe this is something else we can we we can think about a little more and try and get back to because it's it's i think this is actually a good problem for like a, a numerical solution like just program the rules and then let the computer figure out what the fastest way to get to each place is. And I'm I'm imagining the results are going to be like these stripes or like this gradients of like when to jump and where. I don't know. As you move away from the the path of the the plane. Yeah, I'm trying to trying to think about. I mean, I think like the 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 thing that we could say if we knew the the speed of like let's say you're doing the one where it's right beneath the plane, mm-hmm. the speed. You want the speed of the ratio of the speed of the plane to the speed of your horizontal velocity. I'm not sure if it's just horizontal or your velocity in general to be a ratio of your the sine of your two angles. Is that true? No, I think it's weird because it's you're traveling at 90 degrees. So you're like you're you're you don't have like this angle of incidence is zero. Hmm. Well, I think we'll leave it as either you or me or maybe a listener wants to write up a little simulation of how this works <laughs> and try and figure it out, which would be pretty cool. And to leave this, I think we've been working under an ideal situation of completely horizontal land, but it's pretty important in actual playing of the game, which I'm totally going to do right after we stop recording, <laughs> that you want your parachute to open as low and close to the ground as possible. And we said... I think you alluded to the fact that trees and and hills, like there's terrain to take into account. And so you do want to shoot for a place that has not a hill, basically like hit, you want, you want your pair, you want to have your parachute open at a lowest point possible. Right. Like, so like one of the, I think the best examples of this is there's a area in PUBG on Erangel. That's the first map that they released called the prison. Right. And it's it's a it's a prison surrounded by a it's like a prison at the bottom of a like a little mm-hmm. canyon. And so like when you jump there, you want your parachute like if you're diving towards it, you want to be above the the actual prison at the which is at the bottom mm-hmm. of the canyon when your parachute gets pulled. You don't want to be at the edge of the canyon where that which is a lot higher. Right. right. Because yeah, you want you want to be as close to the ground. You want to maximize the travel time in the air because that's your without the parachute because that's the fastest you're going to be moving so shoot for parachute release at the lowest point but it's it's complicated because you got to be high enough to clear the edge of the canyon but then you got to be low enough in the canyon to pull the parachute right yeah same thing in in Fortnite. you got the the divot and then also the um loot lake as lowish points and there's a river with the canyon yeah so shoot for those places or or with the in the river situation i try and like travel along the river by looking at the little overhead map and try and make sure I'm, I'm above that lowest point of the river while I'm flying to hopefully get my parachute to open at the lowest point possible. And then I come out of the canyon with my parachute open and hit you know tilted towers or something, which is on the kind of rim of the valley of the river. And then that's the other reason why everyone drops on building rooftops, right? You don't you don't drop on the front door of a building. You, you shoot for the roof because you want to not be using your parachute as quick as possible. Like get out of your parachute, right? Start yeah. looting as quickly as possible. Yeah, provided that there's stuff on the roof. Well, it, or you can get down yeah. from the roof. Stuff on the roof, or you start hacking away and break into the roof. Is it? There's no. Yeah. There's no hacking in PUBG, right? 
Nope, nope. Well, there, there's a lot of hacking, but not... <laughs> there's no, there's no <laughs> not pickaxes the that, that break destroys. through roofs, right? Like, if, if there's nothing on the roof, you got to go through a stairwell or jump off the roof to get into an open window or something. Yeah, sometimes there's holes in the roof oh, you can right. fall through, yeah. but, but you can't create yeah. a so hole. So, Fortnite, you just hit um, a roof as quickly as possible and start hacking as fast as possible. <laughs> yep, good times. Cool. All right, well, so we'll either, we'll either write this up or... Think about it more and get back to you because we thought we were going to be able to just kind of wing this a little bit. I, at least I thought I did. I was like, oh, I'm going to look up some Snell's yeah, Law exactly. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Me too. Like, <laughs> way more complicated than I thought. <laughs> and that's why there's no videos explaining it. They give you like the general jump as early as possible and like shoot for the low areas, which are good tips, but they don't capture the whole situation. Yeah. The only thing we could say is don't jump as early yeah. as but possible. But don't jump as late as possible and- either. Like a yeah, Goldilocks, yeah. or yeah, <laughs> what what that Goldilocks is? I think I think it's doable to figure it out. Like the, the we just need to start by making maybe the assumption that you travel in a straight mm-hmm. line, and and work from that, and then then from there release release the the Kraken and right. let you travel in some curved path. Right. But I think I think most people travel in straight lines, so that might be sufficient. It's just. So at least your velocity is constant along that straight line, but every straight line connecting the two points has a different right. velocity to it. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm just remembering something I watched in one of those YouTube videos where they said Fortnite updated. Like it used to be that you traveled faster by spiraling, or I, I think they said switchbacks. Like that was faster. That was a faster way to descend than just holding straight forward or something like that. I don't know if that was true. But they updated it to where it's not true, or they they made some change. No. So it's, even if we work this out, the algorithm, you know, the the mechanics of the game could change and completely make everything we said irrelevant. So <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> it is yeah. a game, and it's yeah, pre-programmed by people. <laughs> right? Yeah, and it, it's it's not it's not real life. Yeah. There's you know, like like we said, you, I think when you jump out of the plane, you don't carry the right. plane's velocity. Right. Yep. But okay, well, we'll work on it and try. <laughs> Try to get back uh-huh. to you. That was fun. Yeah, join me in on uh, Fortnite at the Hyperfine. <laughs> yeah, uh, you could try and find me on PUBG. I think that works. Uh, my username is Snortis. Snortis. Yeah, S N O R T O I S E. That's a that's a tin tortoise. Ah, I get it. Nice. Dadum tis. Cool. All right. Well, I will talk to you soon. All right. Happy playing. 